All right, here we are, Gone Trippin' Podcast. Got an exciting uh, episode today. Yeah, yeah, today was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a good episode. It, it was a good episode. We have our guest, uh, Sandra Ramos, from, uh, she's a National Park uh, patch, patch lady. lady. Yeah, she yeah. collects patches yes. from all over. And a photographer. Yes. She's gone to over 170 parks. And a, a uh, self-described uh, recovering politico, yes. which I liked a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's so a very funny lady. She uh, finally got to go out and get some of that stress. And she's there's over 400, uh, well, 417, 418, yeah. uh, she talked about uh, national parks. And she's been 170 of them. Uh, and she talks a lot about uh, some of the ones that are her favorites. Yeah. Uh, some of the things that uh, you should know when very you're going to parks. Very knowledgeable. Yeah. So, really good time. But uh, before we get into the episode, we have yeah. uh, our Solicity.com sponsor. Yeah. As always, SolicityCloud.com is our sponsor for today's episode. They are the website solutions experts. So, if you're looking for a new website or you want to tweak your current situation or you're looking for help with SEO marketing, these guys are the ones to go to. Um, and they're they're helping us with our website. They're yeah. the reason we have our beautiful site now and the next nor- iteration. Yeah, we've got a next iteration coming up here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm working soon. on it with them uh, as we speak, basically. So, yeah, so it should be awesome. So check in for that. Yeah. But uh, here we are with today's episode. Yeah. Uh, National Parks with Sandra Ramos. Enjoy. I am gone tripping. All right, Gone Trippin' Podcast. Woo-woo. I know, ready to get going, right? Yeah. Yes. Jumping yes. into another interview. I know. It's hot in this room. Is it is it very hot today. Yeah. So uh, you'll have to bear with us. Uh, we don't have the AC on today, and it's 85 outside yeah, with you know, uh, about 80% humidity. One, You know, we got one planet, you know? It's, yeah. all, about, it's all about trying to save as much. No, uh, it's really just a, it doesn't seem to be working. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I the, wish I could say it was... The man with some, the key is yeah. not to, to be found. So <laughs> the, I wish it was a humanitarian reason. Yes, exactly. So, well, today's episode, uh, we have uh, an exciting guest. We have Sandra Ramos. Of the national, uh, she's actually national park patch lady. Yeah, she's the uh, lady. Yes. Uh, so if you go to her website at nationalparkpatchlady.com, dot uh, com, you, you're gonna see what she has available. She's a photographer. She's traveled right. to uh, over a hundred and how many different parks, Sandra? Is a hundred hundred and seventy over a hundred seventy national parks she's visited. Wow, that's uh, that's a long way. Well, welcome to the show. Um, thank you. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, uh, yeah. We want to dump dump into uh, the national parks and, and different things that yeah. you've been to because uh, those are near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, we have to start out with our drink of the day. Bam, bam, bam. So uh, today's <laughs> drink of the day is uh, straight out of Philly, Philadelphia. Uh, the Eagles just played last night, and uh, you know Super Bowl champions. So oh, nice! Celebrate Super Bowl bit. is football, right? Yes, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's baseball. I'm not sure. <laughs> you legitimately answered I'm me. Glad which, I'm not the only one who would have to ask that. Right? Question. No, no. See, I told you. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the yeah. So Hanks, uh, we uh, did Hanks root beer back in back episode eight, uh, mm-hmm. which was delicious, handcrafted, uh, and this is Hanks uh, genuine gourmet black cherry soda. With Wishniak, remember the old Wishniak? Yeah, I remember because I think yeah. the last time was the first my first experience it, with Wishniak. It Wishniak's. was mine as well. Oh, I Ooh. love tearing off. Yeah, and it's very nice um, when you go to take off the top and you find out that it is twist off, yes. and you're not just tearing your hands up for no reason. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as yeah. has happened to us <laughs> a couple nice. of times. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Always, so, always helpful on the road. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Exactly. Get our sound bite there. Yeah, nice sound bite. Cheers. Yeah, but it is important to to learn from past mistakes yes. in in podcasting and in road trips. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sandra, I wish we had one for you. Um, I appreciate it. I mean, we do. It's in the fridge. Ooh, but it is here. very good. So, <laughs> if you uh, if you ever see Hanks, go ahead and grab yourself one, Sandra Indeed. and your listeners. I, I will definitely look for that. Yeah, they uh, the root beer was fantastic. I actually uh, drink it for uh, watching college football games, and uh, this one is fantastic as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Black cherry. Yeah, but so. the black cherry is a really nice touch with the Wishniak. Yeah. Although I don't yeah. know if I know Wishniak well enough to identify it. Well, and this one's less sweet <laughs> than the Stewart's one. Yeah. That was part of your yes. issue with the Stewart's this one. This is very subtle. This I like is it a very lot. subtle, not overbearing. Uh, good, well, good well I'll, I'll put one on your list for the future, which is um, Hoo Hoo's Ginger Brew out of New Orleans. Hoo Hoo Ginger's Brew. Is that a WHO? Yes. Hoo-hoo, H-U-H-U. H-U-H-U. Um, oh, wow. Who, yep, Hoo-hoo's Ginger Brew, and it's out of New Orleans, and 
And it is an, um, the most amazing ginger brew you'll ever have. And so I'll put that on your list for a future episode. That, nice. Yes, we'll mark that down because we, uh, we love, love new sodas uh, yeah. and, and new drinks. Um, yes. Cameron, Cameron here is a big uh, mango Gatorade fan. Yeah, I just um, like uh, I like mango a lot. It's a good flavor. Let's just say every day he has a thirty-two ounce bottle in his hand. Yes. everywhere he goes. Yep, pretty much for the tropical feel. Yeah, and, right. And right. it takes him all day right. to drink it. So, right. Uh, yeah, because that's what it is. I mean, you're at work for eight hours. You know, yeah. thirty-two ounces. Well, as hot as it is in here, you might be done with this one by the time we're done with the episode. Yeah, which no, I think never we will happens. be. Well, this one's so tasty. And uh, Sandra, you're you're outside right now, right? You're recording outside. I, I am recording outside. I am sitting in the plaza of Mission Espada at the San Antonio Missions National Historical Park. Wow! So from a national park right now? Yes, from That's a, a first... national park, an urban national park, at that. So how far is that? I mean, I guess is uh, the Alamo part of that? So the Alamo is not part of the mission. So okay. so. Technically, there there are five missions in San Antonio. The Alamo being the one the most famous, and yeah. uh, but that is owned and operated by the Daughters of the Texas Revolution. Okay, and it is a separate entity, and that is in the middle of downtown San Antonio. And then the other missions are about three to four miles apart from each other, um, down along the San Antonio River and the Espada Aqueduct. And so um, I am out at one of my favorite uh, missions, which is Espada, and each of the missions are still active Catholic parishes. And so there are priests walking around in their robes, and, and, you know, you may hear bells soon and whatnot. So um, so it's, it's always a fun and interesting place to come. That is so cool. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. when, when people think of national parks... <clears throat> Right mm-hmm. off the top of their head, they go Yellowstone, yep. Yosemite. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, over here ones. on the East Coast, uh, you know, Great Smoky Mountains <laughs> National Park. Right. But you don't think right. of, and like you, you know, um, there's four over 400 national parks. Right. In this country, 417 right? or 418, depending on who's counting. Yes. Oh, oh, so there's St. controversy. St. Genevieve was just added, and it's the town of St. Genevieve. I don't know what, what state it's in. Um, and so there's some sort of not really clarified status of that. So gotcha. 417 like or 418, depending. So it's like Pluto. It is not like Pluto. Pluto is very definitive. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a planet. Yeah, it's a dwarf planet from last I heard. So, right. Sure, yeah. you can classify it as that. But the thing is like a pebble. <laughs> oh, yeah, some people ask me if it has a stamp. And that's really what classifies it. I'm not quite sure that that's the definitive oh, uh, motion, but uh, but gotcha. it has recently been added to the list. See, that's learning new things. Yeah, no, we're learning things right off the bat. Yes, that's what I love. Excellent. Love about our podcast. Is yeah, I think we learn something new every time. Uh, absolutely. Um, so, like the uh, so you're down there at the Missions uh, National yeah. Park. Uh, are you, yes. Now, uh, are you from San Antonio or? So I live in Austin. Okay. Um, I was born in Long Island, New York. I grew up in New Orleans, and then I traveled the country for my previous career that I retired from about eight years ago. Okay. And now I just sort of, I'm a photographer. I do a variety of different photography, but my passion in life is photographing and telling the stories of national parks. That is awesome. That's, that's a, a great. That's a good passion yeah, to have. Good mission. Yes. So <laughs> you've been over 170 national parks. Yeah. Uh, first, I mean, I, I, my first thing is, oh, what's her favorite ones that she's been to? So right. can you give us a top five of your, I mean, I know it's probably t- difficult, but can you give us a top five? Well, why don't I do it this way is I'm going to separate it into my favorite big NP national parks and then the nas- my favorite national monument and then like my favorite national historical site. Perfect. How's that? Oh, That's wow. That's even better. Yes. <laughs> can, can, I, can I break it down like that? that, that that'll work. Please. Totally. Um, Cool. So my favorite big, you know, when you think of the big 59 or 60 now, I guess it is with Gateway Arch. Um, my big favorite national parks would be Everglades, Biscayne, and Joshua Tree. Oh, wow. Um, I spent a lot of time down in South Florida. I've, I've made some friends with park rangers down there, and I go down there quite frequently. And so Everglades and Biscayne are, are very close to my heart. And um, but, um, but Joshua Tree it just looks like a, an old Star Trek episode. It's just amazing. And um, it <laughs> really does. Because that's one of the ones on my list. Are, oh, yeah? The sunrises and sunsets are, yeah. are some of the most incredible I've ever seen. And so it's it's a very special place. Um, and so then the National Monuments, which, you know, are some are historical, some are scenic. Hands down, my favorite National Monument would be White Sands in New Mexico. Oh, really? Um, it's an incredible place. Um 
really spectacular. Blew me away. I wasn't expecting it. Um, and the cool thing about white sand is even when it's 117 degrees, the sand is a constant 68 degrees because it's gypsum sand, right? And it doesn't get hot. So you can wow. walk on it barefoot anytime. That is so cool. Oh, man. That's the worst thing yeah. about sand is when it gets hot. Right. Yeah. It burns. Right. We could, we could <laughs> use some um, cool then, sand right now. And then my favorite um, National Historical Park, I have two. Well, I have three because I've got two in my backyard, which I really love, which is obviously San Antonio Missions and the Lyndon Baines Johnson Texas White House Ranch in Stonewall, Texas. Wow. Um, and then uh, my other favorite, which I love to talk about, is the Maggie L. Walker National Historical Site in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, that's not very oh. far from us. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, well, I was going to say, so first off, for those listening, um, you talked about Joshua Tree. Yeah. Right. I've, driven, I've driven by it, just on the outskirts of it, uh, driving to San Diego uh, from Idaho back in the day. Uh, but that's always been one on my list because, like, it's crazy. You just all of a sudden start seeing these weird trees with their arms out. <laughs> and Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. It, I mean, and, and at night when it's an international dark sky park, and so it's super dark, uh-huh. um, and all the only light you really have are the stars and maybe the moon. Yeah. And it's... And it's and, Go ahead. You just see these shadows of the trees, and it and it just looks like people walking around. It's really incredible. Yeah, well, and and it and it's one of those that's always intrigued me. And and there's actually so those listening can actually go uh, and see. Uh, you actually submitted that picture to our Gone Trippin underscore Sun uh, challenge, and yeah. Uh, yes. uh, yeah, and we're recognized for it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was a beautiful. Beautiful sunset. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, is that the uh, uh, golf one, right? No, this is the the. Uh, oh, I might be getting my usernames mixed up. Yeah, you were actually looking, thinking of mine, the one I showed you. Oh, uh, oh, I, was I am thinking of yours. Yeah, uh, the one that she had uh, was uh, Joshua Tree. I'm going to show him right here, so he can see it's that one up here in the left hand corner. Oh, um, very but nice. uh, oh, those are some funky trees. Yeah, they're funky trees, and they're really cool, and uh, they're almost like cacti, but they're not. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> they seem like they're cacti. Yeah, um, so so they're super cool out there. Uh, the the going back to the one in Richmond. Tell us more about that one because that one's close by to us. Yeah, um, and it's it's, it's not one that I've heard of, and I've always, you know, the I've I lived by Yellowstone uh, for most of my life, so. That's always, you know, a big one to go to and see, but it's so overcrowded. Uh, right. So, so tell us about the one in Richmond here, because I imagine that one is a smaller one that um, would be a great. Yeah, uh, it's, kind of it's in downtown. Um, the, the park rangers there are just phenomenal, and they know her story, and her story is really, really incredible, and everyone should know who she is. So, who, who is um, she? Yeah, mystery. Well, I mean, I can tell you the story if you want yeah. to break it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell us a yeah. little bit about so, it. So everyone has heard of uh, W.E.B. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington. Yes. Right. And she, she was a contemporary of theirs. And so in the early 1900s, um, she created an education system for those who were coming out of slavery. And she was the first female president of a bank in the United States, like regardless of of anything else. She was the first female president of a bank. She created a bank specifically for African-Americans who didn't have access to financial systems. Wow. And yeah, and so it's this incredible story of this woman who lives in the seat of the Confederacy and who who really did walk the walk. You know, she and she had everybody who the who's who of that time period in her home. Her home is preserved. Her The four generations of her family had lived there with her. Um, all of the original furniture is there. Um, and she lived there until she died. And so they are there to protect and tell the story of this amazing woman who doesn't get enough recognition. Huh. That is super cool. Yeah. It's often, yeah. unfortunately, the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, yeah. I, I was reading up when I was reading up and learning more about you. I noticed that uh, your first na- uh, national parks you visited were the battlefields of Gettysburg uh, yeah. and Antietam, which Antietam is literally, I could probably throw a football if I was Uncle Rico and hit it. <laughs> but uh, sure. uh, See, it's within 15 minutes, yeah, 15 minutes <laughs> of where we're at sitting right now. Um, and then yeah. Gettysburg. Uh, yeah, we were recently cl- up there. Yeah, yeah, we were up there for the reenactment, the 155th reenactment. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. Supporting the Pennsylvania uh, Reserves. Yeah, uh, company, we had him on uh, episode C. 19, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. and uh, yeah, so that was a fun time. 
Um, it was interesting though, cause in, in the past we've actually talked about that. Um, uh, when we we're talking, uh, with one of the reenactors, uh, in, uh, about, I believe it was episode 21 about Cameron's, uh, here it goes. <laughs> Cameron, Cameron, Cameron does not get battlefields. Yeah, uh, yeah and, that's a good way of putting and it. That's a pretty neutral. Way yeah, of and 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 uh, where I thought it was interesting, I told him I was like, yeah, her first you know, what got her really into this was visiting Gettysburg and Antietam yeah. with a friend of hers, and she got hooked since. Right. So tell Cameron what he's missing out on. <laughs> oh, well, so so my background is I. I was in politics for 20 years, and so I love history. I love all of that kind of sociological and psychological stuff that goes along with understanding how we live with each other, right? And right. so um, I just retired, and, I, and I, a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm going to go to Gettysburg for the weekend. And I'm like, well, I'm bored enough to just do that. Um, I really wasn't <laughs> interested in going and, and um, was kind of like, I'm just get, going to get out of the house. I went, and the first thing I noticed was the big expanse of the battlefields that they protect, right? And so yeah. I'm like, oh, there is a scenic aspect to this. And, and so I thought it was really beautiful. And then just sort of learning the story and learning the history um, really got me hooked because that's something that, it, that I, I'm passionate about. And then um, we went to Antietam, and we had the, you know, the audio book tour in the, in the car as we stopped at each spot. And... And at the end of these two days, I found myself sobbing in the car. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? This is insane. Um, and went home, immediately looked up the National Park Service, immediately looked up, you know, where else I can go to learn. At the time, I was living in Washington, D.C. And, um, and just uh, immersed myself in it. I mean, I, I'm not quite sure what it was, but it was everything that, um, that I didn't know I wanted. I mean, for whatever reason, I just really resonated with Gettysburg and it just got me on this, this amazing trail. That's awesome. As it were. Well, and I was going to say, leaving, you know, politics for 20 years and going yeah. the national park route, it's got to be like, your stress level has to be completely different. Um, oh yes. Yeah. They're, very therapeutic. The only, thing, <laughs> the only thing I really get stressed out at now is, is, you know, as I like to call them stupid people, you know, when they yeah. ask, you know, the, where's the restroom and it's right behind you or they're yeah. <laughs> that are parked and where's the road that goes to the park and they didn't do their research. I mean, that's really the only stress level I have now, which is, you know, first world problems. Yeah, you think ex about it. exactly. So, exactly. uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing, and I think that that's one of the things that attracted me to it was I needed something that connected me to nature, um, as opposed to my desk or my office 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Exactly. Cause exactly. that's really what my life was. And, and, um, you know, and you sort of lose yourself in that. And so the, the national parks really allow you to be with yourself, be with nature, kind of understand what's happening and, and give you that breathing room. Yeah, no. And that, and that's one of the things that, uh, you know, us as a podcast really try to strive is, right. is to, um, you have your people out there who, you know, I'm an Instagram traveler, so they're out traveling all the time. They're going to be traveling anyway. Um, and there's lots of, uh, people out there, specifically families who think, oh, because I have kids, it's just not it's just not in my realm to be able to go out and visit national parks or visit you know uh, state parks even right. uh, visit right. visit these things and just get out of the house and get away from. Uh, I, there's nothing better as frustrating as it is getting to a spot where you don't have cell service. After about right. an hour, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have cell service. Like, this <laughs> right. Is, this is right. so therapeutic. Well, what, and then the next hour the after thing, that is a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I really suggest people to do, particularly when they don't know about national parks, is, is obviously research what's in your backyard, right? And so it could be a, an urban historical site. Um, and if you have kids um, and they have cell phones or whatnot, give them a photo scavenger hunt challenge, right? Oh, yeah. Ooh. So do a, little, do a little bit of legwork leg on, the, on the beginning side and just say, okay, take a picture of this kind of bird or find this kind of, you know, whatever wildlife, flora, fauna, building, whatever, and have them go search for that, right? So they can still use the quote-unquote technology. Yes. And so, so there's not that sort of, you know, mom, I want my iPhone, you know, so they, they don't feel like they're being cheated out of something, but yet they're still engaged with what's around them. Exactly. That's a no, great that's, idea. That's a super good idea. Yeah. And super, I mean, our, my eight-year-old would be like, yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> um, right. And if, the, if they're not into it, tell them they can't go home until they finish it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, and do it for the age level. Obviously, I um, I do it a, often with my meetups that I that I do, and um, and people seem to love it. You know, and give them a bonus challenge for something that's really obscure if you, if you want to, depending on their age. But um, but yeah, I mean, I just because that's something that I do as a photographer is I look for those interesting pieces, whether it's large or small. Um, and so I think that, that people learn more when they're engaged in that way, as, as opposed to just sort of walking around the path and going, oh, okay, check that box. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Well, yeah. And, and that's one of those things where, um, t- to me, when I, when I visited national parks and, and that you, it's real easy to get stuck in the tourist mode. Uh, like I right. said, I grew up around Yellowstone. I'm, I'm guessing you've been to Yellowstone. I haven't. Oh, you Ooh. haven't. Interesting. That would be an interesting one to save until the end. Yeah. <laughs> like make that the I, I last be, one. I will be in Grand Teton next year, but I think I'm not even going to go into Yellowstone. I think I'm just going to spend the time in Grand Teton and, 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 and focus there and save it for a later time. Yeah. No, Grand Teton is beautiful. Uh, I highly recommend Mesa Falls which is right there, the lower and upper Mesa Falls, uh, really pretty uh-huh. uh, when you go to there. But, yeah, like with with, um, with Yellowstone um, and even uh, Glacier, it's real easy to – it's another one that I, I just experienced a couple years ago mm. for the first mm-hmm. time. It's really easy just to do the, the tourist mode where you just kind of do right. what everybody else is doing. So you kind of follow – um, and, 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 and do it. And I actually I've shared this experience once before with, uh, going to Capitol reef national park. I don't know if you spend any time yeah. in Utah national park, I but okay. I always call Capitol reef, the forgotten national park in Utah. Um, right. and, and I, and I jokingly say that, but it's so true. And what happened was uh, a group of us went down and we went to Capitol reef and none of us had been there before. And we were, I mean, it was just a quick four day trip. So we went to three national parks and, uh, a state park there called Goblin Valley State Park, and mm-hmm. uh, so we, you know, jetted over to uh, Capitol Reef, and we walked straight into the ranger station, and you know, got in line, and we get up to the ranger, and it was you could tell just the frustration for her, because um, sure. because everybody's asking the same questions like, hey, where's the best place to? Because they're just driving. Where's the through. restroom? Yeah. Right, <laughs> Where's the restroom? Right. Where's the restroom? What's yeah. the best road to get to Zion? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just yeah. kind of driving through. And I mean, I there's a lot of older, older, older people. I call them gray hairs. There was a lot of gray hair <laughs> retired folks. Fred Nessel. Yeah. <laughs> that that they they flew into Las Vegas or St. George. They rented a, an RV and they're doing the the national park tour in Utah, and they just kind of right. drive through. And so we we asked her, said, "What? You know, we're going to be here just for the day." what's what's like a couple of things that you say yeah you have to do and right. she's like oh well you can drive up here and do the lookout and you look over the go- and she's showing us on the map and just kind of going going through the deal and we were making my buddy and i were making jokes and she wasn't really having it and and i said the goosenecks i said she goes yeah you can look over the goosenecks there's like three or four waterfalls down there you can see and i said can you hike in there and all of a sudden she just like flipped a switch super excited yes Yes, you can. <laughs> because someone with real shoes on. Yeah, right. yeah. Somebody who actually wants to do something exactly. here and actually experience the park. Um, right. Where because most people are just like, oh no, we just want to look at the over, you know, look at the overviews and stuff. And so we went and did right. this goosenecks, and it was seriously, it was a six point eight mile hike. We didn't see anybody the whole time, except for when right. we got to the point where we saw the lookout and they looked like ants and we waved. <laughs> but like, other than that, we didn't see anybody. And it was one of the best experiences ever. Incredible, incredible um, experience. And so that's with these with these national parks. Um, like, like you said, doing your research and kind of getting the most out of it is don't do what everybody else is doing. If it, if it's, right. if you, it's almost at this point, if you go and you Google it and it's got like, you know, 5,000 reviews, you probably don't want to go to it. <laughs> right. And <laughs> there's not, so many really resources out there. I mean, there yeah. are really phenomenal people who take it upon themselves to do sort of, you know, day itineraries. If you're going to be there one day, two days, five days. And so this way you don't have to ask the park ranger those questions. And right. you can sort of know beforehand where you're going. I mean, one of the awesome things that we did when we went to Glacier, I so I have this thing where I always travel by myself unless someone says, hey, I've always wanted to do that. Can I tag along? But the rule is, is it's my train. Right. You know, you're doing I, I'm, doing. I'm driving the train. You, you're welcome to hop on. But the minute you complain, I'm shipping you back. Yeah. <laughs> so, shipping you back. So, <laughs> totally. I mean, so, so when I went to Glacier, two of my, my best friends came with me. And they're like, we've always wanted to go to Glacier. So great. But I'm driving the train and we're going to do some different stuff. It's like we're not staying at the lodge. We're not doing that stuff. 
they're like, oh, like what? I said, I'm staying on one of the reservations in a teepee. <laughs> Ooh, and, you, you know, just on the in East Glacier, you know, the Blackfeet Reservation is still there and alive. And they were happened to have their art festival that weekend. And so I rented us a teepee for the weekend um, owned by some of the local folks. And, um, and it started raining and the whole thing. And one of my friends starts complaining. I'm like, you're on the verge of getting shipped. <laughs> and then and the other one was like, this is so great. You know, this is exactly, you know. Living in a teepee wasn't always, you know, blue skies and perfect oh, weather. Not at all. Sure. So, um, so it, it's a, it's important to experience not only the the vistas and the views and and the park, but also the history of the park. Because even the large parks have a history to them. Yellowstone, Yosemite, Glacier—they all have a background because they've been there for thousands of years before us. If you just drive the the going to the Sun Road. Um, yeah. but you don't actually learn the history of how that was built and how long it took to build. Like you're just, nope. you're not doing yourself any service because <laughs> it, it literally that learning the history of that road is insane. Right. And I mean like yeah. doing stuff like staying in a teepee. I mean, I feel like that's what separates the national park patch ladies and the national park patch girls, you yeah. know, <laughs> like that's like that next level. <laughs> I'll take it. Right. Right. Like that's, that's like, that's just like the, the major difference between somebody who is doing like the kind of the tourist route and somebody yeah. who right. is, Oh no, no, no. This is a thing that I heard about. This is a place I want to go to. What's everything about it. And what, what do I actually want to do? Yeah. And, and right. there's nothing, I mean, we're kind of bashing the tourist route. There's nothing wrong with the tourist no, no. route. Absolutely not. But Absolutely like, not. It's, Absolutely it's, not. You can get safe. beautiful photographs from the yeah. pull out on, you know, off going to the Sun Road or it, whatever park you're in. Exactly. Um, you can certainly experience the park in your own way. And, and, you know, it may be that you don't have the capacity or you don't have the time or you're physically not able or whatever it is. It doesn't prevent you from experiencing the park in your own way. Um, the way I experience it is, is I'm here to learn everything I possibly can about a park while I'm here. When I leave, I want to walk away with new knowledge. I want to walk away with a new experience and I want to understand why we're, we're protecting this, this particular land. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that, and that's the thing is like, uh, you know, I, I understand those people who want to do the, the figure eight, I call it in uh, Yellowstone, the oh. two loops <laughs> um, and that kind of stuff. But like, if you had like during that experience, if you don't find a place where it's just you and your family right. or just, you know, you, whoever's with you, uh, right. you didn't do enough to get off the path. And so, <laughs> and, and, and quite honestly, it doesn't have to be much. It could be you wake up for sunrise. Exactly. Oh, you know, that, that's a good point. You know, because I, I photograph sunrises and sunsets is what I love to do. I, I hate photographing in the middle of the day because the light is awful. Right. Um, Gotta get and that golden so hour. everybody's out in the middle of the day. And so I'm in my tent sleeping or I'm in my car sleeping. And there's, and, um, and there's benefits. There's super, super big benefits by going early before sunrise absolutely. and after dark. Uh, and, and it's, it's just one of those things that, uh, Oh man, I, that's what we did when we went to do the, when we did those three national parks and state park was my buddy was a huge photographer, like amateur photographer. And yeah, so he's yeah. like, I gotta go catch sunrise here. I gotta go catch, sun catch sunset here. So we were, you talking about, uh, Tim Welch, right? Yeah, Tim Welch from episode, episode one, <laughs> episode yeah. two, I think actually. Oh, you're right. Episode two. Yeah. Good call. So long um, ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And, and so like, just like you said, there's so many benefits though to getting those early hours. That's that, a really good early... point. I didn't think about that at all. Like, Oh, you could do the exact same thing that everybody else does, but if you just do it yep. six hours earlier, yeah. then you're all alone. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yep. It's just exactly. insane. And, it and it, and it makes the world of difference. It mm. really does. And so advice. it doesn't have to be your hiking narrows or you're hiking up half dome or whatever it is, you know, just, just get up, a little, go, go to bed when the sun sets or, you know, right after you take your sunset photos, take a couple night shots, go to sleep, and get up before the sun rises. Exactly. Mm. No, that's that's uh, yeah, that's a great point. That's definitely the the best way to do it because it's again uh, that that trip was an amazing trip that we went on and it was you were exhausted yeah. because of how much you were you know getting up early and you know right. we were hiking you know fifteen to twenty miles a day. Mm. Sounds like my thing. Disney yeah. trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, my friends think I'm the lamest person ever because I'm constantly on that schedule even when I'm at home. Oh, is goodness. I wake up at four thirty in the morning. And I go to sleep at eight thirty, and they're like, "You're super lame." You live like, by you live by Ben yeah, Franklin's but, early to you know, bed, early to rise. If I get into right? a different schedule, then it totally throws me off when I'm traveling. Yeah. No, well, there's a reason that early to That's bed, early to rise, uh, yeah, thing is out there. Um, 
It's yeah. truth. Uh, <laughs> life goes a lot yeah. simpler when you do go to bed early and rise up early. So, right. <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. no, that's awesome. The coffee tastes better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 no, that's awesome. So, what, um, so I guessing you uh, have collected all of the patches of the, of the parks that you went to. I have. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, like, that's super. Do cool. you wear those yeah. on one shirt? Or Ooh. how do you how do you, how do you so, uh, present those? Well, so they started in a box because I didn't quite know what to do, and then I I bought myself one of those big LL Bean canvas bags, okay. and I tried to sew them on, which my fingers bled, and I go, this is just not going to happen. <laughs> and a park ranger friend of mine said, oh, gorilla glue would work, and so I did that. I gorilla glued them all over, and then they started popping off because oh, that didn't no. work. Um, so now what I've created is what I call a wallpaper. So I took this, um, window panel from Ikea and it's, so it's just like a, a cloth window panel Yeah. and it's about two and a half feet wide and 10 feet tall. And I pinned it onto a wall and I just glued all of the patches onto them. And so I have this like wallpaper art of That's patches. Awesome. That's, that's, that's yeah. super cool. That's basically what we're doing with the drink of the days. Yeah, we, we keep all our bottles and, and uh, cans. 99 bottles of drink on the wall. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, that's got to be a that's going to be a big episode. Oh, 99. 99? Yeah. Seriously, like, be... that seems bigger than 100 now that she says that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, because that's going to be 99 bottles on um, the wall. Yeah, exactly. Well, right now they're all sitting against the wall. I'm right. Just looking at right now, and yeah, it's like wow, we've drinking that many drinks. And, and we, uh, we've tried to gorilla glue them to backpacks, but yeah, that didn't, didn't work. work so that's cool. a little hard. I guess we just yeah. lost our gorilla glue uh, sponsor. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, um, that, that's that's pretty cool because that, that's a that's a lot of patches. Uh, it's and- a it's a lot of patches, and every once in a while, someone who follows me on Instagram will go to a place and send me a patch of a place that I haven't been to yet. So that's really amazing and awesome, and, and I super appreciate it. And so they go in the collection as well. Uh, do that's you really separate nice. them though? So you're like, okay, these are the ones I need to go to, so I am worthy of the patch. Not well, that you're not worthy of the Excel patch. Spreadsheet. <laughs> okay, good. Good. So, right. Yeah, that's that's already. I mean, that's. It, it's, I mean, all of the patches, you know, are collectively together, and so I don't. I don't want to separate them yeah. in any particular way, other than these are the junior ranger badges, and then these are the regular patches. Um, but uh, yeah, everything else is in an Excel spreadsheet. So very cool. Oh yeah, there you go. Twenty first century. Yeah, yeah. I don't keep Excel <laughs> sheets, so I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> I, I Super think, obsessive compulsive. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. And I think that's what happens when you like start getting close to a hundred. You're like, okay, now I can no longer keep this in yeah. my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's super yeah, and awesome. and um, you know, if you, if I look at a map of all of the parks that I've been to, right, it, it tends to go down the east coast and around the south and up the west coast and there's this big blob in the middle that's just going really you've avoided this for this long yeah. um so 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 slowly i'm gonna have to just work my way northward from where i am in austin yeah well so i grew up in idaho cameron uh-huh. cameron's born in buffalo but raised yeah. in virginia beach yeah uh, yep. and, so, and so, East Coast baby. Yeah. So you <laughs> yeah. know, gr- growing up in Idaho, I did the whole, you know, Boy Scouts thing and uh, we did a lot of uh, Craters of the Moon. Craters of the Moon, gorgeous uh, park. Y- yes, totally underrated. Um <laughs> super amazing. Yeah. Loved camping there. Yeah, it is I mean, it's just so crazy the the how the desert can be beautiful. Uh and these the lava flows in Craters of the Moon. Um, they go beyond the actual monument, uh, but it's just miles and miles and miles of these lava flows oh, um, yeah. that you can actually see from space, like right. this chunk of... Uh, and, the his- and the history with NASA, which you yeah. know, most people don't know how yeah. they thought that it looked like the surface of the moon and they had so astronauts training train on there. there. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Um, that's and, crazy. Uh, I'm full of useless knowledge. Yeah, no, that's that's totally... <laughs> not useless at all. You know, Idaho, those are the little things that we hold on to. <laughs> yeah. right. um, Absolutely. It's an amazing park. Yeah, and not too far away is where the first atomic submarine was created. Um, yep. Wow. And, uh, it sounds like... Idaho is just expendable, though, like <laughs> doing like atomic subs and stuff like that. It sounds like, well, if it blows up, I well, mean, it's Idaho. So is New Mexico. All, all the states right. don't have the populations that right. have. That's where we do yeah. all our uh, scary stuff. So Right, exactly. <laughs> but, Your own private Idaho. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but then uh, the one that I couldn't believe I had been to until about oh, four years ago was um, uh, City of Rocks. Uh Oh yeah, National Recreation. Have you been to that one? 
I have. I haven't that even heard of that one. insane because it literally is like a city of rocks. Um. It is a city of rocks, and so it's got some of the best rock climbing in the country. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to, you know, you can drive around and see all these really crazy rocks, and, and, and you learn the history and the geology of it, obviously. But then you go to these, these rocks, and you see people's names etched on them from the 1800s. From grease and wheels. from yeah. their fingers in actual grease. They, yeah. These are people from the Oregon Trail who are crossing the country, and they signed their names on these rocks to let <laughs> other people know that they were here. And axle grease lasts forever. Like, that's what you learn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, wow. It's, it's amazing. I saw right. those exact yeah. things. It was it was seriously one of those uh, those parks where I was just, uh, and it's a national recreation area. I guess not actually yes. a park. And preserve. Yeah. And, and national preserve. Exactly. And it is, it was one of those things like, wow, that was so awesome. I want to go back. And I actually went uh, in September when the trees were starting to change colors mm. too. So it was just super pretty. Um, mm-hmm. I just and, I love uh, the idea of like that family like you know like daughter son like going to sign their <laughs> name on it and like you know the parents being like nobody's ever gonna see that yeah you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like you're wasting your time my, my, my favorite part was this past April Fool City of Rocks on their Instagram page uh, did an April Fool's joke where they showed uh, Mark Twain signed it in actual Greece <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty great that's pretty hilarious oh man I'm pretty sure Mark Twain never made it to Idaho right now uh, as, a, as a nerdy kind of thing yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say that the prank was that they were washing it off yeah and I was like oh man <laughs> that was a dangerous prank you can photoshop it pretty easy right yeah that's what I'm thinking yeah. like hey turns out this stuff gets out the axe yeah so, like Greece like we got it no, no that's, that's awesome so it sounds like you spent a couple of uh, times experiences in Idaho then if you've been to the both those Craters of the Moon and uh, City of Rocks. Yeah, I have. So last year I did an eight-week road trip from Austin to visit a friend in Seattle and then down the West Coast and back. And so that's when I experienced both of those parks. Oh, wow. Very cool. Um, yeah, so when I go on the road, you know, it usually I usually say, okay, hey, honey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here for two weeks. I'll be gone. I'll come back. And then after the second week, I call and I go, I think I need another week. And he goes, uh-huh, okay. And then a week later, I go, I think I need another week. And he goes, uh-huh, okay. And then after about the sixth week, he'll go, are you going to come home? And I go, yeah, next week. And eventually I'll come around. So, um, so I really have to make sure that I'm, prepared for that kind of thing because that always happens and so um that was actually going to be my next question how do you prepare for an eight-week road trip i mean that's um, crazy so it's usually just me and my kia soul which a friend of mine has named dorito because i have a (laughs) dry tortuga sticker on the back and she didn't know what drto stood for (laughs) um so me and my kia soul and so it's um a two-person tent for those, you know, quick pop-up nights. And then I have an eight-person tent if I'm going to be somewhere for a minute. I want a little bit of luxury. And so, <laughs> you know, I sort of have those with me. And then if I'm going uh, somewhere where there's water, I have an Oru kayak, one of those really cool origami kayaks. Oh. That fits in. And so I've got one, which is amazing. Um, and then, you know, I, you know, I have my cooler and I have my, you know, all of my gear. And so um, it's, you know all the stuff you need, you know, your stove, your, your cooking gear, all that stuff. And everything is in big plastic bins and sort of organized in that way. And so if I, cause usually what happens is I'll say, I think I'm going to leave next Monday. You know, I, I sort of ponder it for a while in my head and I do a little bit of research here and there. And then a week out, I'll, I'll, I'll make it known. I think I'm going to leave on Monday. And then that's when I'll start doing the hardcore push of like, okay, my route is this, this is what's along the way. This is where I can go and stop in. And then everything else just sort of falls into place. You know, big yeah. parks, I'll need to make reservations for, for camping or at a local state park near, a, near one of the big parks. Um, or I'll have friends along the way. Or I know park rangers who can give me information and stuff like that and just sort of plug stuff in. But I always have like two or three, I, you know, general itineraries for a day. If something goes wrong, I've got a backup. Very cool. You know, so if I'm if I want to go hike this particular trail, but it's snowing or it's raining or for whatever reason, I just don't want to do that. I have a backup plan. Um, so what kind yeah. of ve- so, I'm curious what kind of vehicle uh, Kia Soul. Kia Soul. Yeah. yeah. My Kia Soul. Yeah. yeah. Named Dorito. Yeah. 
Sorry, I missed see, that. See, that was my favorite part of the story. Yeah. If, if those came in a four by four, I would be so set. Um, <laughs> oh but yeah. But unfortunately, I've I've almost broken the steering column a couple times on it going down like some crazy dirt road, washboard road. Oh man. Um, particularly in Grand Staircase Escalante, you should never drive a Kia Soul on the twelve mile washboard road to what is it the devil's garden yes um, that, that's bad <laughs> that's yeah. um, very specific but very good advice <laughs> yes yes don't do that um but uh if it came in a four by four it'd be the perfect vehicle but unfortunately it doesn't but i do love it because it it's it, i'm i'm sort of a small person i'm five three and so i can fit in the car and sleep in the back of the car if i need to um but it's just big enough to hold all my stuff and yeah with that boxy shape it gives you a little bit more yeah, I can't. Too. I can't imagine how long you'd be able to go out if you had a bigger vehicle. <laughs> and I think that's why my husband won't get one for me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think yeah. he's afraid that I would just like never come back. <laughs> so I've I've completely talked about um, you know getting one of those Ford Transits and building it out to my specs and and doing that kind of oh, stuff, man. but. Um, I think that's just too much of a temptation. Well, we just, on the way to lunch the other day, saw a very really cool, uh, looks like a 1985-ish uh, Dodge uh, oh, van, 10-passenger yeah. van that has the seat in the back that folds down to a bed. It had uh, oh, wow. It had the curtains, everything you would need uh, to, to deck right. out. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, the, the, we just, uh, uh, two episodes ago, uh, actually episode 29 and 30, we had uh, a, a guy come on and talk about Ural Motorcycles. Um, have you heard of Euro oh, wow. motorcycles before? No. It's a it's a sidecar motorcycle, uh, two wheel drive. It's actually like built for adventure. Um, but you have to <gasps> check it out because I would say like if I were you and you like to go by yourself a lot, you can pack all your gear on this thing uh, and go out and hit some uh, right. and do some really fun experiences. One of the videos they actually have is uh, they went in the uh, um, oh gosh uh, the McCoy and oh the yeah Hatchfield McCoy trails yeah, right. in West Virginia. Um, on, on the sidecar, him and his brother, and, uh, they each had their own, uh, Ural with the sidecar and they went out on these trails and the, and the camp they had gone to was like a four wheeling camp. And the guy's like, there's no way you're going to be able to do it. And they went up there and it's funny because every time they turned a corner, uh, they'd get stopped by some guy on like a, you know, a razor. Yeah, it's an like, ATV. how in the crap did you get up here? And I just cleaned <laughs> up that language for you, but it was. The, oh, wow. Away. That sounds like, amazing. Yes. Right. So definitely check them out. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's weighted to be like three wheels, basically. So it's a lot less scary to drive, yes. you know. Right. You're not going to fall over. And, and the, the, the two wheel drive actually out on the. Uh, right. On the uh, uh, sidecar. So um, you can get out of a lot of hairy situations if you get any. But uh, he he was on a two wheel drive and his brother was on like a just a one wheel you know regular one wheel and they were yeah they were getting anywhere they wanted to go yeah they they didn't seem like they were having any trouble they'd have, they'd have a better uh, experience than uh, your soul than Dorito <laughs> going to the Devil's Garden yeah she, she, she's a trooper for sure yes um, but, you know and, and I've thought about building it out I mean I've thought about taking out the back seats and building in drawers you know where I could have a pull out propane stove and all yeah. sorts of things oh, man. And, you know that'd be that's unreal. the problem is I can't really settle on what the perfect adventure mobile would be for me yeah um you know well, that's the test part well the, the ural uh banks out about 65 miles an hour right so it wouldn't be one that you'd want to take uh if you're going on like an 18 tr- uh you know 18 hour trip unless you're right unless you're like you know what i got eight weeks to do this right yeah you, um, if you're stopping every but, you know four uh, hours you're yeah, good <laughs> but uh, these guys are like we're not ashamed we just throw them in our in, a, in our trailer and take them where we want to go and then we just spend you know, that's all we ride when we're out right. there because it takes us everywhere. Yeah, um, that seems like a, what you need. You need some kind of like Batmobile situation where you have like full <laughs> RTV, but then you can like drive a Kia Soul out the back. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. I will. I will completely investigate that because that yeah. does sound like a lot of fun. Well, yeah. and tomorrow. Uh, so I know this is airing on Monday, but tomorrow uh, is National Ural Ride Day. Uh, yeah. Share the oh. chair. Hashtag share the chair. So, um, share <laughs> yes. And so they, uh, if you're able to find a, you know, a Ural rider in your area, uh, that's doing the share of the chair, they'll give you a free ride, uh, like a free ride. They won't charge you, I guess, but yeah. they'll give you a ride. <laughs> they'll give you a ride and let you experience it. So, uh, we're looking for ours around here. Uh, it's my, it's, it's a dream of mine to have one of these. I, I stumbled across them, uh, <laughs> back in 2012 and uh just been in love and then yeah it seems like yeah. the the smallest vehicle that you could do 
like actual road trips with yeah, still. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like when you're outside of a car, but like yeah. you still have storage. Exactly. Like <laughs> you're not wearing like a backpack. Check it out. They're, they're super cool. Yeah. For sure. Um, but That's yeah, amazing. yeah, it's, it's awesome. So, uh, have you, and going back to Idaho, just cause you know, I love Idaho. Uh, have <laughs> yeah. you been to Sawtooth National Recreational Area? No. Okay. I have not. You need to put that on your list. I'm just telling you right now. It is on the list. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, it is, uh, Redfish Lake, uh, where the, the salmon come and spawn. It's just awesome. That whole area up there. Um, and, uh, and the white clouds, which, uh, there's just so much hiking. If you enjoy hiking, Mountain lakes will place up there. Um, the, cool. the, uh, so one thing I thought was really cool coming up here, uh, is fall. And I just moved out here to the East coast, uh, last August. Um, mm-hmm. and so by the time I really, uh, figured stuff out, it was already past the peak, but, uh, mm-hmm. Smoky mountains, uh, actually have a website where you can go and look at the fall foil, uh, f- foliage. <laughs> foliage foliage uh and and it's a map that shows you what the best time of year like best week by the oh. week to find where the best right. the best uh, foliage is so um b- being all the places you've been what is what's your favorite time of year to uh take pictures or see oh, uh, and experience I've, the parks and and what's uh, what are your favorite parks for I've like, heard, uh, each season fall in um Rhode Island is amazing too so yeah, I've heard that. Right. Well. So, so Acadia, you know, all those places wow. are, you know, meccas, photography meccas for, for fall foliage watching. Um, so my favorite times to travel, okay, so because there's so many different types of parks, I'm going to yes. break it down. Yes. Uh, so big national parks, I like to travel the week before, just before or just, yeah, pretty much just before Memorial Day, right? So right. It's just before all... The, the kids are out for school or the parents can get their act together to get on the road. Yeah. Um, the northern parks still have a little bit of snow on the ground. There's, you know, uh, things are just defrosting. The animals are starting to pop up. Um, and the crowds are significantly less. So that's, that's, it, that's a great time to go to some of the northern parks. Um, and as well as the week of labor, just after Labor Day or just before Labor Day, um, the, the crowds are significantly smaller as well. Yeah, so those are my certain. two favorite times um, to go to bigger parks. I love to go to the Florida parks in January and February because the bugs are significantly less. Mm. So um, you say it's January and, and February? Yeah. Okay. Janu- yeah, I spent a lot of time January and Fe- a lot of Januarys and Februarys down at Biscayne and Everglades um, and Dry Tortugas because it, it, you don't have the bug problem, you don't have the heat problem, you don't have all of those things. Um, and it's less rainy. Um, and then, you know, during the, the summer, I try to travel to national park sites during the week. Um, and usually not at a time when a school bus is going to show up. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, because that's a totally different experience of your park is having a bus of fourth graders drop in. Um, and so I, um, you know, so I just do a little research on that. I'll say, okay, you know, I think I'm going to go here, um, you know, on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and uh, and try to do those types of things all the rest of the time of year, you know. And that's the that's the beauty of having 417 national parks to explore, right? It's not <laughs> just trying to find the the perfect time to see the geysers or Old Faithful or you know whatever. Exactly. Um, that's so no, cool. That's really cool. I, so one of the questions I always have too, and this is I'm the foodie uh, of the group <laughs> of the group. <laughs> uh, so, what are so? I, I mean, do you explore different food around the uh, national parks and that kind of stuff, or you just kind of absolutely, yeah. Okay. So, so I always try. So, the first thing I do when I pull into a place is, you know, you go to Yelp and you see, you know, what's the local thing. But then I go to like Eater dot com or something like that and see what the new hip restaurant is, um, or you look for some, you know, where the food trucks are, and oh, that's yeah. where I, I usually gravitate because that's usually the new upcoming fun interesting stuff chocolate covered bacon um <laughs> gross <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, you know san, i'm in san antonio today and so obviously um you know tex-mex is is big on the the agenda um but sure. i can also get that in austin but austin's really a, a taco place you know mm. you go there and you get your tacos um oh. and so so but, you know, every place has its different stuff, as well as art. I mean, I really love to explore the art scenes in each place. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, so, you know, cool. like when I went to Glacier, I learned about 
um, ledger art. I don't know if you've ever heard of ledger art before. Um, but every, each Native American culture has their own sort of art forms. You know, the, the Southwest has pottery and things and, and jewelry. In, uh, in uh, the Blackfeet Nation, because a lot of them, these folks were jailed, they always asked for sheets of paper to draw on, and they were always given a sheet out of the ledger of mm. the, the sheriff um, of, you know, to list all the people who were in jail. And so it, it's a tradition now to draw on ledger paper. Huh, and so you can go and you can buy, you know, these really awesome artworks that are still on ledger paper. Um, and so, yeah, I like to explore the art scenes in different places as well as the food scenes because all of that will really give you a taste of the culture of what's going on around you. Oh, for sure. No, that's awesome. Man, that's really cool. That's very cool. Learn yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was going to say ledger paper. I was going to say uh, the modern day prison art that I've seen is the soap. I don't know if you guys have seen the soap. Oh, soap carving? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, cool. <laughs> yeah, super cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know it's kind of lame, and but it, like it's such a sanitary no, it's, art it's, form. It's, you know, there's yeah. all different types of art. I mean, and yeah. it's all in the in the eye of the the artist and the beholder and all of those things. And um, but it all has value, right? It, oh yeah. I I would never have the patience to, to carve something like that. <laughs> right. So I, I mean have either. to be able to appreciate that. <laughs> yes. No, I would like, mess up like hour 20 you know i'd be yeah. 20 hours in and i'd mess up and then i'd be done with the whole hobby <laughs> I, I right I, when I, I was uh in college i took part in a, a cooking competition for grilling steak <laughs> and uh i did this apple barbecue sauce flavored steak and i was friends with the store that was putting it on i was friends with the the girl who ran the deli and that kind of stuff and she's like oh let me help you out so she took an apple and made a swan <laughs> out of an apple and it just blew me away cause it, wow. took her, like, it took her like literally 60 seconds to make this swan out of an apple uh but uh i, I wish i tried i've tried to emulate it and i do it um <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah that no, sounds like something food that art you just food yeah. art is my favorite <laughs> food, right. food art can be incredible yes, yes. Yeah. at the end it's still food right exactly <laughs> my wife went on a girl's trip to new york and she came back and uh they you know new york has all these really cool shops and they do have it's food art and right. she's like, oh, yeah, and look at it. Look how beautiful this is. I'm like, cool. Does it taste good? Because that's where, like, if you can do it artsful and it tastes good, that right, is the winning right. combination. Like so. uh, <laughs> when uh, producer EJ ever bakes at the house, you yeah. know, it'll come out and she'll be like, sorry, it didn't look exactly like I wanted it to. You know, she'll show me some Pinterest thing that yeah. it's supposed to look like this. I'm like, as long as you don't compromise on taste, yes, I don't care. Yes. You know, that's taste the best thing about exactly. like trying things with food. <laughs> exactly. Because worst case Body scenario. Body play's not coming over. You're yeah. Right, right. No, he's not allowed in the house. Not since the last time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, Sandra, I really appreciate you coming and joining us today. Yeah, it's um, been awesome. Yeah. Super, Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. This was fun. Yeah, well, and we appreciate you taking part in our photo challenges right. on Instagram. And uh, if you want to check out some more of her uh, photos, you can go to at National Park pa National Park Patch Lady um, on Instagram. Uh, you can check her out on her website at nationalparkpatchlady.com. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before you go? Just get out and find your park. There's there's parks everywhere. It's important to to learn our history and know where we're coming go coming from to know where we're going. Yes, I, I, mm. and and I I like history as well, and I think that's why I can handle battlefields and enjoy them. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Look, give them a chance. Give the battlefield a chance. I mean, even even from the, an objective <laughs> standpoint, it's an empty field. Okay, yeah. that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right next to a museum that has Abraham Lincoln's True. final bowel movement. So. Right, but they're got to make it over there. For the record, we we talk about this bowel movement all the time. The museum is open from like nine to like twelve Saturdays only. Yeah, like we'll nine a.m. to twelve p.m. <laughs> it's like three hours every Still. week, and it's seven dollars cash, cash only. So of course, um, totally of course worth the seven only. bucks. But no, I, I do appreciate your emphasis on the history of things because uh, the history of, um, that's involved with so many of these uh, travel opportunities with national parks, national monuments, uh, national historical sites. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those that loves to pull over when you see the brown sign on the side of the road uh, that talks yes. about this historical site um, and uh, imagining what it was like. I mean, you brought up the wagon wheel grease. I mean, <laughs> imagine being there and your only shelter. You don't can't get in your car with the air conditioning. <laughs> you go get the wagon right. and hope that you stay cool. So... Um, those things are really cool, and I think by putting yourself in those perspectives, you right. you also uh, 
appreciate what we have today and and what uh what we get to do today yeah um absolutely and so uh and america has so little history so we gotta yeah. we gotta enjoy what we have exactly you know we've only been around for <laughs> in so the long things, <laughs> yeah yes but we really but gotta there's but there's a lot of now. deep a lot of deep history and a lot of things that uh you know um that you can enjoy and uh Right. Just kind of put yeah, yourself stay, in the shoes. Yeah, stay curious. You know, yeah. that's the most important part. You stay young by staying curious. Exactly. Mm, that's exactly. A, so. That's a great. That I'm I'm petitioning little, for that to be the episode title. Days. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if it happens. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, awesome, Sandra. Thank you so much for coming on. And thanks uh, for calling, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we'd love to stay in contact and and keep things going and see. Uh, maybe we'll uh, pot crash. Uh, Maybe we'll cross paths uh, <laughs> down the road here at One National Park. I look forward to it. I awesome. look forward to it, definitely. Awesome. Hey, thank you, Sandra. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Wowie, wowie. What a good episode. Yes. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, awesome, awesome interview. That interview was so much fun. Just, I mean, she was such a, like a fun person to talk to. Yeah. Like, well, I like the, a lot of knowledge. the historical side of right. things that she put into it. Um, I think she might be able to convince you about battlefields. If you Maybe. Go with her she had a pretty good that, point yeah. about it. And yeah. like, uh, like when we were talking to, um, John, John Green episode, uh, 19, um, he was, he made a he made me a little bit more interested in it in, mm-hmm. in the sense that like he was talking about like oh okay so there's this rock formation that like yeah was really you know uh important point in the battle and you know they used it this way and then they came from this side and i like that idea right but if you're gonna take me to an empty field and be like look this crazy thing happened here at <laughs> one point i'm not gonna be interested <laughs> yeah yeah, no, there's, there's definitely. I mean, it's cool, but it's there's deeper, there's deeper parts than yeah, just in the field. Yeah, and and if you don't know that though, I can see why you like. Right, uh, right, yeah, but so uh, I'm I'm opening my mind to it a little bit. Awesome. I could I could see, especially as I get older. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, before uh, we get too far closing the show, uh, we do have to announce our winners from a Gontrapin, uh, Gontrapin underscore son. Uh, Tag hashtag yeah, hashtag our contest. Yeah, so um, thank you all that took part. We had so many submissions; it was awesome. Um, but uh, submissions of sunset and sunrise pictures uh, from all over, and the winner is at Sparky S P A R K K Y eighty seven at Sparky eighty seven had a nice sunset picture. Nice um, uh, in Denmark. Going Ooh. over a bridge. It was really pretty. If you go to Gontraman Podcast uh, tw- uh, Instagram, you'll be able to see that. Um, also, check the uh, post, uh, uh, and you'll be able to see that as well. Uh, the runner-up, Gontraman Challenge runner-up, was uh, actually a familiar name. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Love Live Play Music, at Love Live Play Music. Oh. Uh, took a beautiful picture on his motorcycle uh, uh, down in uh, the Holbrook, Arizona area. <laughs> uh, do you know who I'm talking about? I think so. Chris right? Neal from yeah, episode 10. Chris Neal. That's yeah, right. So, um, yeah, beautiful picture, Chris. Thanks for joining us and, and helping out with that. Uh, right. Also, we had some highlights, uh, four different highlights. We had uh, actually our guest today, National Park Patch right. Lady. Uh, beautiful picture of Joshua Tree National Park. I showed that one to you yeah. during the episode. Um, and also uh, the traveling ranger at the traveling ranger. Uh, beautiful picture uh, over kind of a swampy uh, look of the Everglades in Biscayne National Park down in Florida. Oh, uh-huh. and uh, and then we had at Rochelle dot McGilvray, uh, who had a beautiful picture of the American flag on the back of a boat uh, near San Juan Islands up yeah. in Washington State. And uh, not last but not least, uh, SB Photo, a uh, beautiful picture at SB Photo uh, in St. Vrain State Park, Colorado. Um, so uh, make sure you check those out. They're really pretty. Yeah. And, and we do these every two weeks. So check out uh, our Instagram, follow us, and find out what the next challenge is yeah. and see if maybe you could be a winner and get and a shout out on the show. Right. You got to listen in to, to hear the winners. And let this be a lesson to you aspiring uh, contest winners. Um, sometimes you become a guest on the show. Yeah, that's how we found the National Park yeah. Patch Lady. Was yeah. uh, she was involved with this uh, the last few ones, and uh, yeah, we had to we had to she, figure out what she was about, and uh, we found out it, it was a whole Trevor trove of yes, uh, knowledge. Good, good knowledge for sure, for sure. So, um, but uh, yeah, 
Definitely, definitely good stuff. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, or you know, live under a rock, <laughs> legendary. Oh, actor, true. Legendary actor, uh, Burt Reynolds passed away. Yes. Uh, late last week, and uh, rest in peace. Yes, and uh, we talked about him in the movie Gator for yeah. uh, our, our Airboat episode. Yeah, twenty six. Uh, episode so, twenty six. Yes. So we'll need to figure out uh, how to get a hold of that and watch it so, yeah yeah it's uh, in his i don't know how old how well it holds up to be honest it's been probably at least 10 years since i've seen it it's it's got to be up there with you know over the top uh sylvester sloan oh right road trucker that uh you know tries to impress his son with uh i definitely uh, remember Burt reynolds <laughs> in a few movies getting pretty like what we would call like completely inappropriate Oh, nowadays yeah. you know yeah. in those movies yeah and, you know it's just a different time yeah so it's yeah. it's it's hard to like i guess take off your 2018 glasses <laughs> when you're watching these kind of movies because yeah. you're like just ooh, that's that doesn't play well well it, and it's funny because you know uh i grew up watching three's company <laughs> when i was like a little kid and uh you know you watch that now and it's the same time like right most of those shows and that's where i think you just have to like it's a different time yeah yeah, so. yeah it was a different time <laughs> i mean like but, uh the the movie that started like nerdum in a lot of ways um revenge of the nerds yeah um i you know i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that movie exactly basically. right <laughs> um and in that movie i mean there's like this whole oh gone trip and uh, uh ringtone. ringtone yeah yeah uh, if anybody there's wants a, a gone trip and ringtone let my us last know. notice about insurance from ann Oh yeah! Thank you, Ann. Yeah, <laughs> telemarketer thing that comes up oh. every time. Oh, they're the worst. At least <laughs> yes. it's not the IRS ones, right? Seriously. Those are really scary. But seriously, have your phone on silent. <laughs> Come on, Red. <laughs> how many? I mean, how many episodes are we in on this thing uh, now? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. So, yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah, still haven't learned. I probably never will. So. <laughs> <laughs> Consistency. That's yes. what you can expect from the podcast. Exactly for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so you're talking about Revenge of the Nerds. Oh yes, yes. Thank you, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, and in that um, movie, there's like this whole scene where this, uh, you know, this girl like falls asleep, and this like the main character has this like, oh, yeah. you know, devil yeah, on the shoulder kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like whole thing and it does not hold yeah. like well after a few years i mean yeah. it's it's like a, you're not on his side at all during that whole thing <laughs> and even after when he like quote unquote makes the right choice because he gets interrupted yeah. and he never actually makes his choice uh it's just a problematic scene yeah you know and it's just uh yeah different time yeah <laughs> but no i i've the the burt reynolds movies that i've seen uh longest yard uh Smoking the Bandit, yeah, one and two. They will be missed for sure. Um, we're great movies. Uh, Burt Leonard's, uh, Burt Reynolds was a legend mm-hmm. um, when it came to acting and things. And uh, you know, um, I just read an article. It's kind of funny. Like the the uh, one movie he was still upset in 2015. He was on Conan, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm still ticked <laughs> that uh, I did Boogie Nights." And he goes, I was so mad because he turned it down seven times, but his agent was like, no, you're, you got to do it. Wow. And he actually fired his agent before he even watched the movie. Really? Yeah. And uh, But uh, he was nominated for uh, uh, an Oscar <laughs> up against Robin Williams, and then Robin Williams won. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's Robin Williams. Yeah. So. He, was get, he was getting old, and uh, but uh, he was awesome, and and uh best yeah. out to his family yeah. so 82 i mean that's yeah that's good a pretty life. good run yeah especially so. for everything that he accomplished in his life yeah but we'll have to watch gator in his honor since we've mentioned him before absolutely. in the past and, absolutely uh, and uh yeah I'm, I'm down for burt reynolds marathon for real I don't know about anybody else for real so <laughs> if you guys yeah. don't end up making any trips this weekend <laughs> maybe a movie night inside yes yes and uh Although i don't know how family appropriate all of those movies are Probably not very. Smoking the band, it's not terrible, but yeah, but that's not us for us to decide. So yeah, let the great um, parents out there do it. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, well, um, we got a busy weekend ourselves. Uh, had a busy yeah. weekend. I guess it's airing on Monday. But oh we right. Some plans. Yeah. With uh, ELO. I don't know. Uh, the forecast has lots of rain, so we'll see. It's, it should be a good experience. It's going to be shooting <laughs> some arrows with uh, experienced life outdoors. Yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian Bittner. Bittner from uh, episode six so is it six maybe five i want uh you can yeah. go they can go through the post i think it's seven can, yeah. i don't know yeah. yeah it's it's back there folks yeah, it's, it's back there. it's in the first eight yeah for sure so and watch is number nine maybe number nine <laughs> <laughs> it might be number nine but yeah but uh yeah so check that out we'll do some instagram and things with that and yeah should have a good time and hopefully uh you have the strength to get that 
bow back. I'm I'm hoping, man. Although I hear crossbows might be an option too. And if yeah, that's the case, if that's then the case, uh, easy peasy. I'm just imagining uh, the cartoon version of Robin Hood and uh, <laughs> right. the uh, buzzards that have the <laughs> oh sure. the crossbows that they always always uh, accidentally put off and stick into the sheriff's bum. Yep. But that's uh, what I'm planning on doing. Am I it's the sheriff? Be, yes. <laughs> it's going to be a great Instagram story. Uh, yeah. You just so, wait. Uh, I may be in the hospital by next episode. Right. So I mean, you won't be having fun, but think about the followers. Right. Hopefully it's on camera for him. Right. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Then so. it would be a real travesty if that happens and it wasn't on camera. Exactly. For <laughs> sure. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for the great episode and uh, make You're sure welcome. you, yeah. Appreciate, yeah. <laughs> thank you, uh, Sandra for coming in and uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you leave us some comments, uh, visit our site, yeah. uh, see what uh, we got going on. Yeah. And, hit us up. Yeah. You guys uh, have a great rest of your week and peace be the journey. Contrippin' my wagoneer and I Contrippin' reading the road signs Contrippin' one playlist at a time Contrippin' odometers ticking My Mountain Dew and a Red Bull sippin' I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishin' Cause I, I, I am gone